In this week's episode, I speak to Lizzie Shortall, author of children's book, Joy's Playground, and her new novel inspired by her own life, The Lotus and the Tiger. Lizzie and I talk about mindfulness and meditation and the difference between the two. We speak about how you don't have to be an expert to benefit from these types of practices. Lizzie shares her story of finding mindfulness skills later in life and how she feels it would be great for children to be able to learn these tools while they are young. We also talk about how it's great as the kids get older that we can leave the house for a day or two without taking everything but the kitchen sink. Lizzie's new book, The Lotus and the Tiger, is now available. It sounds amazing. Just like this episode. Not to be missed. Hello and a big welcome to Lizzie, Lizzie Shortall to the show today. How are you, Lizzie? I'm good, Shanna. How are you? I'm really good. I'm so happy to meet you finally. Um, well, as we were saying, not in person person, but kind of in person. Yeah, this is the new in person. Yeah, and thanks a million for asking me on. I'm delighted. Not at all. I've been following you now on Instagram for ages. Um, and we've got one of your books as well. So it's just so good to meet you. Yeah, you too. It's great. And congratulations, by the way. You just had your big day. <laughs> yes, I know. It feels like, I don't know, it feels like a lifetime ago already. But <laughs> Right back to work. <laughs> oh, just right back to reality. I would say after about a week, it was like nothing had ever happened again. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it is, isn't it? Like you hear a lot of people organizing something for like a few months afterwards because you're looking to forward to it for so long the big that's day it. and then it comes and goes that's it it's like I was waiting for like a major kind of you know crash like feeling terrible afterwards but it kind of went okay like it came back to reality and I was like okay this is nice now no more stressful planning and <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. And when you have kids already as well, you're just getting on with it, aren't you? You know, yeah. I actually um, I actually found out on my honeymoon that I was pregnant. <laughs> so it was wonderful, but it was straight away like married, pregnant, you know, that's within a month. So <laughs> it so was nice. wonderful, actually. I, I couldn't believe it, really. I was very lucky in fairness. Very lucky. Oh, that's like the perfect time. You could have found that like so lovely. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we, we weren't officially trying yet. So my husband was like, first day the honeymoon. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, well done. <laughs> it's like, we need to cancel that safari. We were supposed to be going on a safari and stuff. Yeah. Um, but we still had a great time. We were high in life. We, um, I was so happy. Like I wanted to call her Joy. So her middle name is Joy. And actually that's Joy's Playground comes yeah. from her name as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Very good. Yeah. I'd say we'll do some kind of a holiday, hopefully with the children now in the summer. But I don't think we'll get away for a week by ourselves or anything. <laughs> no, no, it's impossible, isn't it? Oh, I know. Yeah. I just feel too guilty. I think we got away for two days and that was lovely. And I just... I just don't think I could do the whole week. <laughs> yeah, because you kind of know that they can't really, or maybe they can, but you know they might be struggling, mm. you know, when they're so small. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you just wouldn't want to, I don't know, I wouldn't want to do it to my mom either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she knows what they're like. <laughs> you want them to take them back again, yeah. Oh, I know. Well, Lizzie, I've been on your website, like, the past couple of days, just going down, like, um, a spiral of reading all your articles and oh. all your stuff so good so so good I love your website 
um i'll just shout it out here now and i'll shout it out at the end as well um the mindfulplayground.com how long oh, thank you, you so much no bother at all how long have you had your website up and running i am i think it was only lockdown time about 2020 and i left work actually probably like a lot of people because I didn't have childcare for my daughters. They're only four and six now. So when lockdown was happening, they were like two and four. Um, so I kind of wanted the excuse to be home with them anyway, if I'm really honest. You know, I hated being away from them. I wasn't doing full-time work that long. So um, I'm going off the point as I will. Not Sorry. at all. <laughs> so we... I decided to set up the Mindful Playground and start uh, setting up my own service. So it was about 2020, yeah. Very good. It's great. You've got so much content on there. It's, it's so, so good. Even my kids were listening to one of your um, mindful meditations this morning and they were loving it. Oh, brilliant. That's great to hear. Yeah, I did the um, Mindfulness for Wellbeing for Children and Teenagers. I trained in that as well during the lockdown. And um, I recorded all the various different ones for children and teenagers and adults. It was great to get the time to do it. And so I have them all on there. So now when I'm running courses as well, I can just say to people, okay, they're all on there. You know, it's great. Yeah. So handy. That's brilliant. Um, Well, my daughter, more than my son, she likes to like watch YouTube like yoga videos and stuff for kids so she was yeah. really into it then when she was listening to your body scan one and she was like all chilled out then before she went to school I was like oh, yeah great. kids seem to really enjoy that one even when I'm in the, the primary school I'm working in a primary school at the moment with third fourth and fifth class students mm-hmm. and they all love the body scan one maybe it's a little bit easier as well the concept of you know, picture your head and your shoulders rather than trying to kind of sit there quite mindfully. And um, they would always have something to focus on and they would always be short. But yeah, they seem to love that one. And some of them say they're using it for bedtime as well, which is brilliant. They brilliant. just fall asleep after listening to it. Yeah, it seems like really relatable to them. Like she mm. was really interested, like in all the body parts, like she'd take her headphones off for a second and she'd be like, where's my ankles mommy (laughs) yeah so good so did the book come before the website joy's playground or after the website um I'm trying to remember I think the website came afterwards um because I wanted to do I was I was in the process of writing the book and I was trying to think of a name for the website because it was mindfulness but there can be a big perception around mindfulness and meditation that it's very serious and that it's very heavy and it takes a long time and that you kind of have to sit down on a mountain and be there for ages. Whereas I wanted the fun side of it. Mm-hmm. So say to my husband, I want people to know that it's not like that. And he said, well, why don't you use the name for the book, the playground? And mm-hmm. um, so that people realize it's just about exploring yourself, exploring these things. Um, so yeah, that's where it came from. Yeah, I think you're so right. Like a lot of people um, probably hear mindfulness and meditation and everything and think, you know, I have to go to classes. I have to, you know, be outside. And But it's... Yeah. It or be good be. at it. Because you hear a lot of people saying, including myself at the start, oh, I can't meditate. I can't stop my thoughts and all of that. And 
that's not what it is. So mindfulness or meditation is paying attention on purpose in the moment without judgment. And it's if you're okay, so meditation is the formal practice. You probably know that, but it's a formal practice and mindfulness is the informal. So when you're sitting there meditating, we all have thousands of thoughts all day, every day, and you're not going to stop them. And in fact, when you start meditating, you'll notice them even more. It's about getting a tiny beat between those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Or um, as I say to the kids in the school and adults, it's like watching the clouds go by in the sky. So if you're sitting there meditating, and especially as busy mothers, and we're like, all right, what do I have to do? What time am I collecting this child and dinner? And it's about not going down that road of, okay, and now I have to go to the shop to get the stuff. It's going, okay, I see that thought. I'm not following it. I'm just going to let it go by. I'll deal with that after meditation and just giving your mind a break. Yes. Um, So it's not being thought free. Like even the monks in the mountains aren't thought free. Um, And then mindfulness is just being present in the moment. So like that, And as we hear all the time about like families, parents, kids, not necessarily being on your phone, like when you're sitting there eating or doing whatever, be doing that to be like if you're driving the car, notice your hands on the steering wheel, notice what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, It's so, yeah, it's it can be done any time, any place. It doesn't have to take a long time or be mad serious or anything like that. Exactly. Because we. We just like have so much on our plates and our minds that we just find ourselves like all the time. You're somewhere else in your head and you're just not in the moment. It's so true. Yeah. And one of the one of the great tips I was given or heard along the way somewhere was if you give your child 10 minutes of focused attention Mm -hmm. and. there, that will satisfy them quite well. So you could be there for three hours with your child and they keep coming back and forth. Maybe you're making dinner and you're doing something else. And like in a minute, in a minute, in a minute, or later, or later, or I don't have time. Whereas if you can siphon out 10 minutes before that and just give them your undivided attention, even if you're screaming on the inside sometimes going, ah, I have so much to do. But sometimes it has to be done because then you actually will be able to walk away and just do what you need to do because they've had your attention. (laughs) Definitely. It's so true. I don't know if it was on your Instagram or somebody else's Instagram. I was reading a couple of weeks ago and it was something like this. And it was like um, to just to give your children like the special time and tell them like, you're good. Mommy's going to focus now completely. And my phone's over here I'm not using it and what do you want to do like give them complete attention and I don't know why it can be so hard for us at sometimes like sometimes we are just busy like I mean don't get me wrong I love the time with the kids and I'm so aware that it's going so fast so I love being out in nature and actually taking a break from my phone myself and we go out of the garden or we go for a walk or um they love coloring and I'll sit there and do my mindful coloring again when I have time but sometimes I'm just trying to do something and I work from home and I usually try and do when they're in school I do some of my work from home I usually try and do it in school but of course it has to happen and um sometimes they're just not best pleased at all you know (laughs) you're so right (laughs) I want you now and it's like I'm sorry I can't like I can't (laughs) you're so so right I think 
maybe for me it's like easier when you're going when you go outside when you like leave the house then it's easier to give them all your attention but whenever you're inside and you've got like so many things to do and they just come up and they're like mommy, 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 mommy. it's so hard to just yeah it's what's happened now is which is great I have a writing desk and um they're really aware now if I'm at the writing desk so often when my husband comes home if he has a half day and I have something to do I'd say right I'm going down there now and when I'm at the writing desk they seem to just get right mommy's working and daddy's with us now but if I'm anywhere away from that writing desk I'm fair game for them (laughs) (laughs) and that's okay you know I probably wouldn't have it any other way you know (laughs) I know it's so true I think they know like if I'm upstairs they're like no mommy's busy or something and they're like okay but sometimes I hear the shouting and screaming downstairs but they seem to stay away at least (laughs) yeah I've had to actually train myself to stay away myself when there's um sound effects going on and you're like or you've been there all day so you know probably what the problem is or where the item is or something that's going on and I just had to like say to myself don't go out there just stay here do your work my husband can completely handle it it's fine yeah act like I'm not here because that's what I have to do or else I would never get anything done that's it it's the hardest thing to do to try and act like you're actually not there and you're just focusing on your work it's so hard yeah it's I think so many people like with lockdown you know this is the way it is now and I think for me it's wonderful because I finally have the balance that I want Jenna like I'm so lucky I'm working from home some of the time and working outside of the home some of the time and but I'm also available to drop and collect my kids from school and be there for them Um, and lockdown brought that situation to me I was always trying to work part-time before and I had just started a full-time job um but I always felt kind of by the time I get to work and then like nearly driving home during my lunch break it was just always hectic Whereas now it's hectic sometimes, but it's not always hectic. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I think I'm just kind of getting to that point now, like trying to get everything a bit balanced so everything doesn't feel so crazy, but I'll get there. <laughs> I know. I think it's it, it's never ending. It's always, I just laugh at myself now, like for about two years, I was like, right, next week, next week. And then I was like, I've been saying that for two years. I just need to realize now it's always going to be a bit crazy when they're this small. Exactly. (laughs) What four and six is it you said? They're four and six now, yeah. And we just got a puppy as well, just to add the crazy. (laughs) I know we're kind of thinking about that too. They're they're I was gonna say two and four, but they're three and four now, and it's just it's it's madness, like it's absolute madness. Yeah, it's just (laughs) it's, it's a lot of fun, but it's it's it can be quite uh, chaotic and one of the best tips I was ever given actually my friend um, had a toddler and then she got pregnant yeah. and it turned out she had triplets <gasps> so she suddenly had four kids like under two you oh know my goodness and this happened with her a good few years ago she had her kids younger than me so when I had uh, my second one and the first one was starting school and second one was going to preschool the best tip she ever gave me, and it was so simple, was just do as much as you can the night before. Yes. Do as much as you can the night before. And it's such a small thing. And um, so 
of course I don't always do that because that's you know but if I'm somewhere where I have to be the only way is to just do as much as I can the night before and hope for the best (laughs) it's so true it's like if you if you're going away somewhere especially with kids I'm like I need to do that the day before otherwise the day of is going to be a complete nightmare like moving house yeah exactly it's like moving house we got we went to Westport um oh I don't know it was before the the lockdown so they were very small and we were going to my auntie's house so we brought a high chair we brought everything we were going for like 10 days or something and um on the way home we got a puncture so we had to take everything out of the boot and put it all along the side of the road no and we were there for hours because we were in the back arse of nowhere. But people were driving by and I'd say they thought we broke down middle of moving house. Like <laughs> for, for 10 days, I was looking going, what? Where are we thinking? Like, <laughs> I know, I know. I can imagine we're going to yeah. Dublin now for a couple of days next week to see a friend. But now we're at kind of, I'm glad we're at the stage now where there's no more um, buggies, you know, yeah. and these big things no more travel cots and stuff so we're kind of getting a bit more space now but I'd say the car is still going to be like jam-packed and even in another year or so that thing of just leaving the house without a baby bag so I'm always grabbing snacks and all sorts but or jumpers or whatever but just not to have to have that bag with all the baby stuff nappies wipes and yeah, everything, you know, that you literally can't go anywhere without a big preparation beforehand. And um, so it's really nice. We're kind of at that stage now. We can just jump in the car and we're not like, do we need to put a potty in the boot or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're kind of at that stage now a little bit. <laughs> but I'd say it'll, it'll not be long until we're kind of a little bit more free with that kind of stuff. But it's, yeah. it's, it's so funny. Um, So tell me a little bit about Joy's Playground then. I've got it right here and we love it <laughs> oh I actually have mine as well and thank you so much and oh. um, I meant to say to you beforehand I'm happy to give away a copy of each of my books today oh to lovely so, so Joy's Playground um it's a book for primary school children that teaches them introduces them to coping skills such as mindfulness gratitude and self-belief um, my background is actually in social work, social care for years. And then I trained as a social worker and did that for a few years. Um, but I really wanted to get into the prevention side of things and the like supporting people with resilience tools. Um, so when I finished my novel, um, last it got published last summer, but I finished it a good while before that. I was thinking you know, it's fiction based on true events. And I was thinking, what were the skills that helped me cope here? And really, when I looked back, it was mindfulness and gratitude and Mm self-belief. So I thought I really want to teach them to Chloe and Amy, my two little girls. And so that's why I wrote this book to teach them those tools. And then I thought, wouldn't it be nice if any child can have access to it that, you know, they want um so the kids helped me come up with the character names and some of the story and everything as well and Chloe Chloe Joy was that little bit older so um I'm actually in the process of writing another book with my other daughter so Chloe mostly helped me with this one 
Oh, that's so lovely. um, I love the idea of the book and even like the little kind of mantra that goes through it, you know, like the little the little poem part, like hear what you can hear and smell what you can smell. Um, Taste what you can taste, feel what you can feel, take your time and you'll be fine. It's so good. That's the that's the part that when I was talking earlier about being mindful and being in the moment, if we literally just engage our five senses, what can I see, hear, taste, smell and feel? It brings you back into the moment. Oh, yeah. um, We do little mindful walks sometimes. Um, We haven't actually done that in a while. We did it a lot more when they were smaller and where we'd say, you know, well, what can you see? What can you smell? What can you taste? What can you feel? Just to really engage them where they were. Now, kids are very good at being mindful in fairness. Um, Like you see a child, something happens and they're crying. And one minute later, they're over it and they're laughing. Yeah. You know, they don't add to it what we add, like, oh, I'm so sad that that happened. You know, sad about being sad. Like I I do that, (laughs) you know, um, so they're naturally very mindful, but I suppose um, things are busy. Life is busy, even with lockdown, like being over now, getting back into things. Um, the principal and some of the teachers in the school I'm working with said, you know, anxiety is higher now, mm. or they're hearing a lot more about it now than they ever did after lockdown and with everything that's going on in the world. So um it was actually a really good timing in fairness to bring out the book. I couldn't have planned it better. <laughs> you know? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Even during the lockdown, I, fi- I found myself doing that five, four, three, two, one technique a lot, you know, yeah. and it helps so, so much when your mind starts to like wander to a place you don't want it to go. And then you use that kind of technique. It's so helpful. Yeah. And, you know, that's how I, really got into all of this in the first place because um as I would have mentioned to you before and in my book you know it is fiction based on true events I lost my brother suddenly and um I had a lot of anxiety after that you know a lot of anxiety and um I probably always had someone I didn't even realize and I kind of went in search of something to help me feel a bit better really you know or I'd be a bit of a worrier, like worrying, not so much these days. I think as you get a bit older, you just kind of go, oh, you know, <laughs> I know it'll be OK. It'll be OK. Um, but at the time, I would have been very anxious. So it was great to find something that didn't have me, you know, being a bit trauma, like I was traumatized, really. My brother died by suicide. So not dipping back into that trauma, giving myself a chance to heal and then not always looking forward of what next, what's happening next. Um so during the lockdown that was brilliant because I just took it a day at a time you know and did my gratitude every morning I got my journal and I just really wanted to stay in a good place um so when I was doing homeschooling with my little girl when she was doing her homework I would do my gratitude journal Mm -hmm. and by the end of lockdown the kids were asking me to write things in it for them because I was saying I'm doing my thank you book so regularly I would say to them at dinner time you know to what what good things happened today in fact they're so sick of me saying it now <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know just to kind of shift the focus to to keep things in perspective acknowledge the tough stuff but if you're looking at the good stuff as well you know yeah I completely understand I definitely try and use a lot of these little techniques to kind of keep myself you know keep the anxiety at bay and 
Yeah, I can see that as well from your page and everything that you share. Um, you know, you get the gratitude thing and you do the gratitude thing. It's it's a way of life, really, isn't it? You know? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I yeah I think after like as you said your brother died and my sister died like it's yeah I don't know you just kind of it's so strange you just kind of um try to find all the answers and tr- <laughs> and try yeah. to keep yourself positive as much as possible yeah yeah for sure because you kind of I suppose as well I don't know for yourself and um, I know your loss was massive too but for me as well I kind of Lara was 32 when he passed away and now I'm 43 which I can't believe Um, but I kind of say wow like I'm around 10 years longer now than he was like I'm I'm very grateful for my actual life itself you know yeah Um, I really am because you know I've had a health scare as well a couple of years ago and that just gave me a kick in the butt to be honest um and I just thought wow you know this is this is uh you just don't know what's going to happen you know exactly. so exactly yeah. before it all happened like I was pregnant at that point but before I was pregnant I just didn't think about any of this stuff ever at all <laughs> like I would have had anxiety a little bit but I just kind of eh, you know whatever and got on with life didn't think about things and now I'm like thinking about everything <laughs> Yeah, you and me both. I mean, um, if you read my novel, like I it's it's based, as I said, on true events. And um, I was party central. I've been, reading, you know? I've been reading snippets and I can relate. Oh, OK, <laughs> you know, I was like Little Miss Adventurer, like off to Australia, off to Thailand, here, there and everywhere. Um, my motto was we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. But I really took that to the extremes like <laughs> Um, you know, and I would have struggled as well with addiction. I, I kind of share that quite openly um, on my Facebook, on my Instagram page and that, yeah. you know, after Lara died, you know, I did binge drink like um, and I didn't think it was a problem because so many people do it, you know, mm-hmm. um, but like that, that's probably an unhealthy coping mechanism that I had that I didn't even realize. Ah, sure. Something great happened to have a drink. Oh, sure. Something terrible happened to have a drink, you know. Um, yeah. And like you say, then after somebody close passes suddenly and traumatically and um, the anxiety is so high, I couldn't do that anymore. I had to find another way, you know, a healthy yeah, way. I completely understand. I can see that I maybe would have ended up going down that route myself as well, but only I was pregnant, like with my first yeah. child when it happened. So that yeah. just kind of set me grounded. <laughs> in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because so many people don't even realize, you know, that you don't have to be kind of, you know, drinking every day and all of that for it to be a problem until something big happens. And then you're like, oh, where actually are my coping skills, you know? (laughs) So I had to go off and find them. And that's probably why I'm an advocate for all of this, because it's not because I'm some expert or anything like that. It's because I learned them really late in life. And I think it'd be great for kids to not have to do that, to learn them when you're a kid and have them, you know, so that you don't end up going down unhealthy roads to cope. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Like if, if we had been able to learn this all when we were really young, like there's so many situations where we could have used these techniques and, and ways of thinking, but yeah, 
it's times have changed thankfully our kids you know and the children you're raising will they'll have a very different experience because we have more knowledge and you know yeah exactly things are um things are changing a lot now so it's it's great um sorry i keep going off track i'm forgetting what we're even doing i'm enjoying the chat so much not at all that's it that's it should be that's where i want it to be um so as i was saying i was through so many um parts of your website and i just love how like everything flows together so well and you've got so much going on like you've got um all about joy's playground all like the little techniques for kids then you've got your novel the lotus and the tiger so as Mm -hmm. you were saying it's kind of um would you say loosely based on you or yeah yeah for sure yeah fiction based on true events yeah Mm -hmm. and how long did it take you to write the novel uh it took me a long time I started it um I started it it took me six years (laughs) so I stopped for two years after I had my second child because there just was not any time to be writing um but originally I did a creative writing course online I'd always liked you know writing or diaries or journaling or all of that and I did a creative writing course online and I started getting really into like writing and poetry and um so yeah I just started writing actually about um probably about my brother initially I was expecting my first child and um, they weren't going to meet and you know I started kind of writing about that and then it just took off and um I probably had like double of the book because I wasn't planning on having a book I was just writing 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 until a few years in and then I I joined a creative writing group in Kilkenny when I moved down here and I started kind of shaping it into a book and then adding in some uh, fiction as well um so then again the lockdown um I hadn't been doing it for a couple of years and I it was actually my husband in fairness I was like oh I might leave that and do something else and he was like oh no finish it do finish it like so I just got really almost obsessed it probably happens to other people when they're finishing a book I was obsessed with it then for about a year and just every spare minute and finished it off tidied it up got it professionally edited and then said, look, I'll chance my arm and put it out to some publishers. To be honest, never really thinking it's actually going to get published. Wow. <laughs> and here it is. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I was only reading some of the like extracts on your website, but it sounds so, so good. I'm oh, loving it. You. Like, and like your, um, was it like a retreat that you went to in Dublin? And then when you went to Thailand and when you wrote on the postcard and everything. So nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I'm getting more. Um, I'm trying to practice what I preach about, like, um, you know, being yourself and being vulnerable and just putting out there like your real self and your real experiences, you know. Um, so yeah. for some people reading that sort of thing and saying, oh she was on a retreat and she saw a red woman flying in the sky but like that's what happened (laughs) so um I'm just you know putting it out there and if people enjoy reading it great you know that's brilliant um I can't wait to read it it just sounds amazing and I'm so happy that you got it published and 
yeah it's gorgeous. and it's great it's been it's been doing really well um yeah I'm delighted I have to say now and um I've been working on another novel as well in the meantime I love it like I just keep going 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 like I don't see me stopping writing ever now because I just love it so much absolutely yeah. brilliant um I'm gonna ask you your mum's inspiration is there anybody in particular or um anybody in particular so I suppose all of my friends and all of my relatives you know I look at them all and go holy hell like we're all doing our best and um the lengths all the mammies go to you know um so I've a lot of people in my life like that and um, a few of the guests that you've had on that I follow on here like uh Lisa Curran yes um, and Beth O'Brien I don't know if I'm saying yeah. her right um you know I love their stuff and their approaches and um Vaughn I think her second name is Smith she has a page called this parenting adventure I absolutely love um her style of parenting you know gentle gentle parenting and she's always um she's always doing the work you know like um, if I had to pick one celebrity let's say it'd be like the likes of Brené Brown that's always Mm. doing the work and um always you know having the conversations with her kids and I heard one of her podcasts recently um it was brilliant she was saying that and this is completely off her (laughs) yeah she's amazing isn't she (laughs) I I'm a bit obsessed actually um my husband laughs at me like I I absolutely anything got to do with Brené Brown like I'm just like ah um so good I don't know if you heard her talking about this that um her daughter was going off to the to college and her and the husband basically sat her down and said if you know what you want to do we're not funding it for you and I was like huh because normally it's like now pick what you want and do it yeah and essentially said to her and it makes so much sense because this was my experience as well they said if you go off and do what you think you should do now in college and then go into that job, you're probably not going to be happy. Whereas if you go off now and study a random handful of subjects that you're particularly interested in, that will lead you to where you're supposed to go. And they said it'll cut out all the years of doing jobs you hate, like trial and error, or jobs that aren't for you. And I thought, isn't that brilliant? Because it's stepping away from fear. It's stepping away from what other people think. It's just like really centered at the child and the person you know it's so good and we like have all grown up doing that like having an idea of what we want to do and then not really knowing and then going and doing a handful of jobs that you don't really like and such like an inspired idea she's amazing I love listening to her yeah I absolutely love her and she does all the work as well she walks is that the saying walks the walk or whatever you know she does all the work herself, yes um too and um I first found her by listening to her TED talk on vulnerability ah I haven't yeah it's fantastic it's really really good yeah excellent well that was some wonderful momspiration um and I'm so happy that you came onto the podcast and it's been so amazing. And I cannot wait to read uh, The Lotus and the Tiger. It just sounds brilliant. I can't wait to hear what you think of it. <laughs> and thanks so much for having me on. It's lovely to chat to you, Jenna. You're so welcome. 
thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please follow us on Instagram at HiccupPod. For news and updates, check out www.irishmamabice.ie slash hiccup. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast streaming app.